Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Poston, with my co-host, Jay Peters, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finance. What's up, man? What's going on? Yeah, not much. <laughs> hey, we needed that for a blooper, huh? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Starting to record without recording? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure a bunch of people have that to the blooper. Yeah. Man, oh, dude, it would piss me off if, like, we were recording the entire session. We were going in on it. I mean, yeah. I know we're not recording. Yeah, that would yeah, be terrible. Terrible. <laughs> or, like, the recording got messed up or something. Yeah, that'd be rough. But how was your week, bro? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, it was short but long. Such a weird thing, right? Like, oh, you yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. I sure forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, short because of the holiday, but then it was like, felt like it, a lot of work to do. At, at work and at home so yeah so yeah you're telling me man dude work work was keeping me busy dude, especially dude, friday and i mean i've never had like easy fridays anyway so i don't know what i expected but dude, i was i was all over the place on friday yeah yeah friday uh yeah well you know how the job goes i end up staying <laughs> late yeah oh did you yeah, I stay late just to make sure things would go right, and then um, the the install. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you you know this, but they don't know this. But you know what we do is IT stuff, and one of the things we had to do was do an install and update the system, and it took a little bit longer. And then one of the two hours per thing, man, and then the the communication with the system wasn't there all the way, and because it took so long to update one of the uh servers uh, uh the yeah. domains one of the domains yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that yeah so uh yeah but uh turned out turned out good uh it, it went through everything else it came up everything's fine uh just stayed late to make sure that, uh, things were okay but yeah that's yeah it mean all is good and then also from home perspective the uh home uh, we got the flooring done yeah and it requires you to you know go through and clean up stuff because even if they say they're going to move the furniture you still got to get all the little pieces and stuff and fragile things out of the way you know uh so uh, that was was basically yeah stayed up late doing that one night and then they came the next day and got to work uh, redid the, the the carpeted areas uh, definitely a hate carpet. <laughs> yeah, no carpet's absolutely awful. Yeah, so same with me, man. I've been, I've been busy up to this property, man. I've been trying to get people to come out to give me quotes on uh, flooring, countertops, uh, paint, doing some tile. Yeah, um, and that's like the main things I've been doing, like the the minor electrical stuff and just some of the other hardware stuff myself. So, yeah, but it, it's been pretty time consuming but i finally you know got my own lockbox and stuff and uh and then yesterday i put on the the keypads yeah i don't even have to be there they can just uh, ask me for the code go give me the quote and then uh i'll make sure that whoever gives you the, the best quote can uh can get the work oh yeah that's smart man that is definitely smart yeah that way uh you're, you're not hands off but you're not there present all the time yeah so <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have done it like earlier in the week because uh, the the sales realtor or the yeah the listing agent uh, they didn't pull off their um, lockbox until like late, and I was like, man, because I was trying to replace it with mine, and I was like, at, yeah, at some point I was like, I'm fed up with it. I was like, I'm just gonna take your lockbox <laughs> off. I was like, I'm sorry, but come on, I got stuff to do. Maybe yeah, I want this. So, but yeah, and then yesterday I finally took the time to put on the the pit and pad, so it makes it a lot a lot easier to get stuff done yeah yeah so and then yeah for for goal wise you're right i don't have any new big goals just trying to you know we keep working on the goals i have now and then the one thing i want to work on which is i was forced to do anyway was get organized because of the flooring yeah Yeah. had no choice had to get organized for that so that's uh what i was uh, doing uh, during the week uh, after the flooring was done. And now my office is one of the results, as obviously you can see, of yeah. being organized. Yeah. Dude, it looks good, man. It looks yeah. Good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? 
Uh, no new goals. I mean, uh, most of that, like I said, most of my time has been taken up by that property. Like I'll go there. Uh, sometimes I wasn't even working out in the morning or like I would shorten my workouts a lot just so I could, uh, get someone or meet someone there. Yeah. Um, but now that I have like the pin pad and stuff, I'm good with that. And then, you know, we're getting ready for the Hawaii trip here soon. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that's awesome. But because, uh, that it's through the reserves, but it's yeah. like, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, your day is yours. So it's oh, like yeah. a trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a trip. Don't feel like a trip, but it's it, it, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I know I had uh, someone from the unit call me and asked if I wanted to go to Qatar, and I was just like, nah, don't want to go to Qatar. No, <laughs> they go there. Yeah, and that was, because uh, it was six months. Yeah, and then they asked if I want to come on as uh, on ADOS, so basically come active. Yeah. And I was like, well, right now, that doesn't really fit into my career goals. Because so. <laughs> what they have you do is not what you're going to, you know, which yeah. you need to do to keep going, right? Yeah. So no. some of the some of the stuff is just basically what the unit needs. Yeah. So oh yeah, uh, it's definitely by their needs. Yeah. Because oh, they gonna need you. <laughs> they gonna need you to do something. Yeah. So and then yeah, I, I I was active, so I remember how it goes. It's you know you have time to do things, but your time really belongs to them when it comes to like things need to get done, mission needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Yeah. So, all right, man. So uh, let's get into it, man. Um, this one here is money isn't hard to make. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of your topics, actually a good topic. We were talking about it a lot before, uh, well, before we recorded, and that's why that's probably why I thought we were <laughs> we were recording, man. I was like, what was on that talking? <laughs> all this talking and this time it's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, what's your perspective on that? Right. So, like, I feel like uh, a lot of people, they feel that money, money in itself is hard to make, right? And I don't know, I mean, it could be for whatever reason, right, that, like, say, just because they don't have money at the moment, you know, they, they maybe have a bunch of bills piling up, so they feel like making money or accumulating wealth and money it is difficult task, right? So, but in my opinion, it's really not. Right. And, and, you know, great. I have a different perspective than maybe most people, right. Especially, uh, you know, the way I came up in the, in my age, but, uh, in, in my opinion, nothing, money has nothing to do with, uh, you know, your intelligence, your appearance right? or your background. Right. And a good example of it is like you and I, right. You and I are not of the same appearance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Pretty sure, and if anyone could see this, and I'm pretty sure if you could hear this, uh, <laughs> you can tell we we do not have the same appearance. Um, you know, we didn't grow up the same, and you know, we're not of even the, the same generation, right? But yeah. you know, we we came up where we're in a similar field, right? We're in the same field, and I don't know, man. It, it's just that a lot of people get kind of sidetracked, yeah, you know, because they came from a certain area of town or a certain uh, background, uh, or because they don't have like the, the newest things, the, the nicest things, they don't look like the, the celebrities on, on, uh, on TV, whatever it is, uh, that they're not going to be able to make money. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's, that's the thing that a society kind of puts that in the head. That's that, that what Hollywood thing, you know, yeah. that, that how, how you're supposed to look when you have money, which mm. it, yeah, people read like the millionaire next door or the millionaire mine. Actually, a lot of other books they, they'll they'll let you know that people who ha- have money don't look like they have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and and you're right. Like you know, having the same intelligence, having the same appearance, having the same background, there's there's no way to have exactly that all those things unless you were raised in the same household. And even as siblings, you still don't have the same intelligence, right? Yeah, you definitely don't have the same appearance. So the only, the only appearance you may have is a few features. You're not going to be exactly alike. Mm. So, yeah, just a lot of those to me are more excuses when people can't, you know, do or say, you know, do or want or, or create, right? If they can't create or make money, uh, that is more of a, a excuse. Mm. And, and yeah, granted, yes, you, you can say, yes, it is hard only because it's more of a mental block. Right. 
that and and kind of like when we were uh earlier we were talking about background right and i would say the only part to that the second part to background is your background comes from people you know which you like your family your culture mm. and that can get in the way sometimes because you do carry on what they do until you decide not to mm. so you you're, you're basically you're imprinted with uh those uh, thoughts and feelings and, uh, you know, you're going to have your own feelings, but those same, uh, thoughts or, uh, cultural, uh, experiences, yeah. Habits, all those things. Like you, you, you get that from your, your parents and your siblings and the group of uh, friends that you're around all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you, you, you just start to create these own blockers. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you realize that you're on your own person and you decide to like move away, which I, I encourage that move away or, if you don't just leave for a little while, if you're not moving away, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could, you'd notice the culture of other people, notice what they do. And, and then you can realize that, oh yeah, look, the things that I learned was from my background. And so th- that's the only part that, that I, uh, I would disagree on the background part, but that is a true statement. When your background is wherever it came from, the, your, your family or whoever, you can always change it. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Uh, and and I, I, that's what I tell my kids too. Uh, it it doesn't matter, you know, what you learn from me. When you get old enough, you still got to develop yourself. Yeah, you still got decisions to make. Yeah, but like, it, it don't matter what you learn from from your family, right, or your from your friends. Like it's your decision. Yeah, right. So you can't be like, yeah, I decided to not go to college because my parents didn't go to college, right, or because I grew up with a bunch of people that were just going to be in the working class. That that's not an excuse, right, or or or, or it. That's what it is. It is an excuse, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, it's an excuse. That's exactly what <laughs> I know, right? There's no way around it. It's an excuse. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, it's an excuse. And, and the thing is, you don't have to accept that. You don't have to accept where you grew up, how you grew up, you know, and, yeah. and that entire background. But I, I do understand that the psychological part, right? They, because you're inundated and you're, you're so deep into that, that habit or that culture that you don't want to break out of it or you know nothing outside of it, right? Yeah. So like, you know, your uh, thing of, of moving away, I I also implore that as well, right? And I'm not saying you have to move out like out of BFN and go go absolutely nowhere. Uh, you don't have to go outside the country either. You can stay within the country, right? I'm not saying you have to go to like the bigger cities like, like New York or LA or something, but just go somewhere that's not in your current environment. Yeah. Right. So if you're from like a smaller town, then yeah, maybe go to uh, a bigger town, but like in a different state or, or, you know, maybe the opposite. If you're from a big city, uh, find like a smaller city or one that kind of feels like a small city, like here in San Antonio. It's a yeah. highly populated city, but it's, you know, it has that small town feel. Right? Yeah. It does, so, yeah. So yeah, no, I think, uh, I think people blaming their background can be an excuse. To 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 them not taking their their own responsibility of their own life, right? Yeah. Um. But what about like intelligence, right? So I said intelligence, and I'm sure you've met tons of intelligent people, especially like in the IT field. That you know we've been around a bunch of people. But how do you think that uh really molds making money? Well, when it comes to intelligence, I mean you got different levels of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that. Maybe this is something we'll bring people on to talk about more psychology of this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you think about it, it doesn't matter what your intelligence is um, because you can, it, I feel like anyone can figure something out. All right. So, you know, if you try to like brand, hey, these type of intelligent people are more successful because of this, you know, that's, that's actually, you know, discouraging in a way right and then it's, it's false right you 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 basically can do anything you want to right you you can learn anything right mm. and, and that's the thing you can gain a new skill so that person that has that natural intelligence okay that's good for them right but guess what you can gain similar intelligence by mm. gaining a new skill by uh investing in yourself going and going if, if you need to go to college right or go to a trade school or or, uh, you know, uh, be mentored, you know, mm-hmm. being a, you know, be an apprentice, right? Like, uh, you, you basically can figure a way around that, what they so-called say, Hey, intelligence that creates success mm-hmm. because 
I mean, here, we, we were just talking about it earlier, right here in San Antonio, uh, because I feel like this is the land of homes because like it's so many neighborhoods, right? But like yeah. just picking up a skill of uh, carpentry, right? Uh, mm. uh, being a contractor, a general contractor, learning how to do different things in a home right there. You just learn how to, uh, you know, beat that whole thing called intelligence that they say, because you can be become successful, real successful doing that. And especially if you create your own company behind it, right? The, uh, yeah, here, yeah, what, plumbing. I mean, a lot of the, what's blue collar, yeah, a lot of blue collar work that, you know, people will overlook, you can become successful with, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, so, the, you know, the fact that what people call intelligence can still be in that, what, what I always say in the eye of the beholder, because mm -hmm. some people say, you know, go, you know, or some people think, uh, I won't say, say, some people think that, you know, you, you go to college and you go get these multiple degrees, this determines your intelligence, but, mm. uh, not necessarily true. Cause if right. a person's not good at picking up task at work, right. Yeah. Then, well, you know, then basically they're just a, what, in, in a sense of what an educated fool, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's a thing. Uh, it's a, it's an educated fool is a thing. And you know, one of the things is that, uh, the people that we revered in, in history to, to be very intelligent, like your Albert Einstein's your, your Nikola Tesla's stuff like that, right? They didn't have a lot of money, especially when they, when they uh, passed away, they didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And, and granted, you still know their name today, but I don't think their estate's getting anything from it. Right? Yeah. So obviously yeah. they, while they were very intelligent people, they were not in the, in the business to make money, right? Or yeah. to retain money or retain wealth, whatever that is. And I'm not saying they had to, but what I'm saying is that that their intelligence didn't directly correspond to the amount of money that they were making, right? Granted, now you have like your people like your Elon Musk's, right? But even Elon Musk, he said it best that uh, you know don't get school and, and education like twisted. Don't get it twisted, right? Yeah. He's like he's like I've never been I've never had a degree from Harvard, but the people that work for me they do. Yeah. Right. Uh, so like you don't have to be the smartest person. You don't have to be the most intelligent. Not saying you can be like uh, uh, brain dead, but uh, but you know just have like you know slowly working knowledge, right? Experience. Experience to me is like is uh, the school of hard knocks. Yeah, you know that to me that's the best school I'd ever go to, right? Yeah. Just you know take the risks, right? Uh, learn learn ex from those experiences and kind of uh, roll with it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and like Craig said, you know, gaining a skill set, you know, any skill set, right? can can be a worth better than just reading from a book and you know conceptualizing those ideas right any type of skills that even your hobbies right people make money on the online you know through like working out right? yeah you know arnold was probably one of the you know first ones to really monetize working out right so but you know anything you can think of or anything that you are currently doing can be monetized up to a certain point. Yeah. You know, and then another thing that I I feel people should uh, really focus on is filling, finding gaps, right? But what does that mean, right? So like uh, the the example I gave earlier was, uh, you know, playing basketball, right? So, uh, you know, if I was a point guard, right, or a shooting guard, and uh, I wanted to get, you know, a good position on, a, on an NBA team, right? Would I go to the... Golden State Warriors? No, probably not. You know why? Because they got Steph Curry. Why would they need me? Right? Why would they need another point guard? I would just be second string or sitting on the bench, right? Or third string, whatever it is. So what you would want to do is you would find a team that doesn't have a point guard, right? You would find a team that, you know, either their point guard is leaving or you can tell by their season that they're lacking the point guard. So you would join that team and you would then be filling the gap, right? And what happens when you fill a gap? is that you become indispensable, right? So, like, uh, you know, you'll see, you know, like I said, in, in multiple professional teams, that when they receive that player, that one player, um, even though team sports is not just one player, but, you know, it's it's a gap that they needed to fill, uh, you become basically indispensable and, and irreplaceable. Right? Yeah. When you, when you start uh, joining things and you're not providing any value, you're not filling any of the gaps, they don't need you. Right, so you now become replaceable, right? So I, I think a lot of people need to, to focus on finding the gaps uh, and, and opportunities in in life and in careers. Yeah, so 
on that i do agree on the the uh, fill in the gaps because yeah like you said if you can be one of that kind of like that that diamond in a rough right you you're uh basically create i won't say creating a, a space but you if you can do something that no one else can do that would actually uh, put you in a better position uh, i know that was something i would uh i don't know where i got it from but that was something i would excuse me i would actually try to do if um you know take a take a position that nobody else wants right mm. excuse me uh but uh yeah so take a position nobody else wants that, that actually makes it where a little bit harder for you to uh just get pushed to the side because mm. now they have to find somebody that actually cares about their position or even wants their position right yeah so in, in a sense it's kind of the same thing right like filling fill in that gap uh the uh other thing uh what what i've learned from reading uh I, I probably should put this more in play. So if that gap is already filled, right? The, now, if you're, when we're talking about the uh, position of working for somebody, it might be good to try to fill in the gap somewhere else. But if it's, if it's like more like business, sometimes like you're basically, what they do is create the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. That somebody else already created, but to just change it and create it better, <laughs> right? So like, uh, what was it? it? It would say stuff like, uh, just because the the product's already out doesn't mean that no one will like your product. It was something I couldn't remember exactly, but it was kind of going along that lines of like when you, just because that's, it, it's, it's already out, don't be discouraged. Just go ahead and try it anyway. Mm. But, but yeah, in the sense of what you're saying, you know, fill the gap that that's to like ensure that you are the one, you are the person. Right. So yeah, I, I do uh, agree on that one. Uh, the, so another thing I, I wanted to talk about too, about, uh, kind of more around the, uh, developing skills, right. Uh, it's one reason why we, we feel money is hard to make is, is the psychological, right. Our, our worth ethic, work ethic, right. So that same thing of like developing skills and filling in the gaps, right. You got to have a strong worth ethic. I don't know. I keep messing that word up. But, but yeah, if you, you have that, you will definitely look better than the next, you know, the next person, right? You're, you're kind of outshine them without outshining them. You're not trying to do it purposely because what you're focusing on is improving yourself and, the, uh, you know, putting the best work that you can do. Mm. All right. And that's something I definitely believe in. And then another thing too, like, uh, with developing those skills, Right. You, you, you got to have faith that you can do something right. Mm -hmm. You, you got to be able to know that you can create more, know that, Hey, there's something for me out there. And then, uh, yeah, the other thing, uh, cause this is stuff I was looking up this morning. Right. And then the other one is like lack of dis discipline, which I kind of all, all agree with it. Right. If you can't follow through with something, right. You have that discipline to just go ahead and develop that skill or be that person that, I, I am willing to take that position to fill in that gap because I am, I'm trying to, you know, be the next, my next better version of myself. Right. And then I, I like wrap that all up and I call it like in fighting your internal demons. Mm. Right. So, cause I, I feel like I, I do this all the time. I'm always fighting with myself. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to be a better person. Right. But then you're, you don't want to be lazy. Right. And then like, then you, you you want you know you got to develop more skills, but then it's like I'm I'm unfocused on like how I need to do it, and then mm. I, I I've kind of become to develop myself a little bit better when uh, believing in myself, like uh, you know, then, and that's why I call myself the lottery because I believe in myself, right? Mm. I believe I will win, right? Mm. And and that's a, a attitude that yeah, I would say a lot of people should have, right? But that's the attitude I have. So even even when I'm losing, there's a way that I can win, mm. and uh. That, and that's, uh, you know, you know, not to like come off cocky or anything. That's just like over time learning that you have to definitely believe in yourself, believe that you are, the, you know, who you say you are, right? Mm -hmm. The positive person, not the, not the negative person. Cause we, we do, we talk bad to ourselves also. We, yeah. we, yeah, we, we talk down on ourselves, but we don't talk down on ourselves like in a way to like, Hey, you should probably do better. No, we do it as in like, just to discourage us not to, to get through whatever we need to get through. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I always, I have this internal fight with myself and that, that sometimes gets in the way of you wanting to be the better version of yourself. 
Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I just wanted to get that one in there because mm -hmm. that 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 helps out with people when they you have to try to say, hey, it's hard to make money. It it's hard because it's a mental block. It's mm -hmm. it's hard because you can't see past with your situation that you have going on now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want people to miss it, and because you brought up work ethic, but what does that actually look like? Like, what are some tangibles that people can identify for for a good or or decent work ethic? Well, I mean, so with that. If I, it take me, try not to be a quitter, right? You know, mm. try to put it, put in the best work you can while you can, right? Mm. So if, if you have to quit, it's because you're, you're literally exhausted everything, but then you're not quitting because guess what you're going to do? You're going to go grab somebody else with the knowledge to help you figure it out. So technically you never quit. You still kept running. So, and, that, and that's a, another, another attitude to have, not, not to be a quitter, right? And then um, the willing to work long hours uh, and not get paid for it. Right. But that's a hard one, a hard pill to swallow. Right. Like I can't get paid. Right. But if you're developing yourself, right, you're going to put in the work. Uh, when you have a business, you're putting in way more hours than you get paid mm. for. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you, to have that, that strong worth e ethic, right. Uh, it, it's, it's very powerful. I, I want to say I probably started to develop that when I lived with my grandparents, <laughs> mm. my grandma used to call me lazy. Right. And the reason why she would call me lazy is because I was sleeping. Not that I did work. It's because I, because I was sleeping yeah. and because they, they, their worth ethic is very strong. Mm. They, they had their own farm. So they got up at, you know, the crack of dawn. My grandma used to cook, uh, like breakfast from scratch. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and get, then get the day started. And, and so that they, that's why I would say I probably developed that. And then also my parents, they, they, um, workaholics. I would just call them workaholics. Yeah be for real with that um, and like my dad now i think he has multiple jobs you know at his age he's still he's like nah i'm i'm a work <laughs> so, so that um and obviously you can see that my background comes from people who like have a strong work ethic right yeah yeah and my, my sister's the same way like we would we, we kind of I won't say i won't brand it to like say hey people from mississippi are hard workers but I, yeah yeah i've I, I've ran into quite a few people. They they're hard workers, but then I do find some the the lazy too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that I mean, in my in my eyes, that's to me that's a strong work work ethic, right? That mm -hmm. that none quitting my mentality, and then also willing to put in hours even after the hours. Um, you're willing to you know make the make the decisions to be that better version of yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that like really good. And um yeah, the other the other thing I want to kinda of cover down on is like you no know, accepting risks. Yeah. Right. Because there's only gonna be a risk to something. But you know, definitely take the the calculation of the risk and, and but don't be afraid to to take risks. Right. Yeah. Don't don't be or don't be afraid to fail something. Right. Because like I was saying earlier, you know, you have to gain those experiences, right? And go through the school of hard knocks. And what that means is that that you are gonna fail, right? Just kind of accept that. Yeah. Don't don't expect that everything you do is going to be a hundred percent, always going to be perfect. Like you're not going to uh, fall on your face, right? You are going to fall, right? And that's okay. It's okay to fall. It's okay to fail. It, but it makes it better when you get back up, right? And learning to get back up, right? So like I, I mean, I've never been to boxing, right? But I did learn that uh, when people are in martial arts or when they're in a in a boxing type of thing, um, that one of their lessons is to get hit. Right. And even in football, right, you had to learn to take your hits. Right. But and then all that is to teach you that you are going to get hit. Like when you get yeah. in that ring, when you're on that field, there is no doubt in their mind that you're going to get hit. So yeah. learn to take as many hits as possible. Learn to take them early and beforehand so that when you take the hits that matter. Then you know how to respond to them. Right. You know yeah. how to get back up. You know how to hit back if you need to. Right. Yeah. So. I think when, when when people see risks or or they see failure, there's like this uh, conflict of that. Like like you said, you're you're, you're inner demons. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that if it's something that's like not a for sure thing, right? Not a hundred percent guarantee. Then uh, then yeah, they won't uh, they won't do it. They won't even pursue it anymore. So, yeah. and more people should uh, get into taking those risks. 
um, you know, whether that's, you know, with their money, right? So say if you want to buy stocks, right? And you're like, oh, I don't know when it's going to come down or I'll buy the dip. Just buy it, right? And the reason why I say is because are you going to cash it in right then and there? More than likely not, right? Um, you're more than likely hold it for however long. So just get into it, right? If it goes down, then yeah, okay, it, it went down. You know, boo-hoo for you. And now you know for the, for the next time, all right? Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, just kind of learn to, what risks to take and just kind of uh, take them as they go. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, agree with that about uh, trying to go ahead and take risk or, or accept the risk, right? Uh, that's something that I think being in the military uh, taught me how to do more of, all right? Because even when you, you, you raise your hand, right, to even sign, you know, saying this, this swearing your oath to go mm-hmm. into the military, man, it, 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 that was scary because, like, you don't know what you're signing up for, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, but it was one of those things. I, I wanted to do better with my life. So I was like, I have to try something different. Mm-hmm. And and I guess, as, you know, exactly how you said it. It's like you, you get, sometimes you just got to jump. You just got to go. Uh, when you were talking about get, taking those punches, it reminded me of combatives because that's, um, like, what we do in the Army is mm-hmm. one of the things we learn. And you, when you do the clinch, one of the things they tell you to do, you got to accept the punch while you mm-hmm. do the clinch, right? And so you got to take a punch while you're running in to go grab this, you know, grab the person and, and, and you're supposed to uh, get behind them and make it where they, it's impossible for them to hit you. Or it's basically like they're just going to keep going around a, in a circle, you know, while, uh, while you're holding them. And, and that's all I ever think about is like, that was the first time I wanted to accept a punch. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those things that gets rid of that fear factor. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, and and society we're geared around perfection Mm. and the thing is no one's perfect and if there was a perfect solution to everything then we're all be winners right and then we wouldn't know who a winner is because everyone's a winner all right you don't know who a loser is until you lose Mm. so once you lose you learn a lesson so hopefully you learn a lesson so if if you don't learn a lesson then that that's the thing you're going to keep repeating that same thing over and over again so when you you get your lessons learned from those failures, now you just became a better person, which then puts you in a position to become a winner. So yes, accepting those risks and taking risks, yeah, that that is a a big part of growth in life. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, kind of following on is that, in my opinion, I think more people need to 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 be responsible and be accountable. But what does that mean, right? So like. You know, responsible and accountable, man, those are like, in my opinion, they seem fleeting to me. And it seems like nobody wants to be responsible or accountable these days. They're like, oh, man, no, someone else told me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sergeant said that I was supposed to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like yeah. where they kind of pass it off. Like they, they, they don't want to own it. You know, they're like. We call it the semen shrug, man. They're like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't me. No, no, because they, uh, that's one of the things too of growing up trying to own something. That's why sometimes I just like I see a problem and I want to solve it, but then it's like you have to own the problem once you 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 know what I'm saying once you you see it and you got to own you know and then like solve it like you got you got to be yours. You can't just pass it off. So that's why I'm kind of always like reluctant to take on other people's problems because then I feel like now I I I own it and I can't just let it fall right. All right. Well, and right and people should be fixing their own problems or, or problems that they stated that they were already going to fix. Yeah. Right. So you can't make yourself accountable for those things. And you know, it's uh, kind of a give and take. Right. But there is a way that, you know, you can keep the other person accountable for their own yeah, problems that they were supposed to fix. Right. So like say in it, right. You have a problem on a computer, but guess what? You're not the only person that can fix it. Right. And even if you are, it is not your role to fix everything. Yeah. Right. There are people that are tiers below you that they have a certain responsibility right now. When you take on that task, you are taking away their responsibility, right? But they still get to go on with their day. Their eight hours are still good, right? Yeah. They can clock in, clock out, and it, they would be none the wiser, right? But now that you're, you're taking on all their tasks or their responsibilities, it, 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 it's hard to keep them accountable for something that they no longer have responsibility for. Yeah. Right. So, but, but being the person of 
of taking on your own responsibilities, right? And keeping yourself accountable to what you said you were going to commit to, right? I think is, is very powerful, right? And I think one of the reasons why is because like you don't deserve the money if you're not going to be the one responsible for it, right? If you didn't make the, the demands or the decisions to, to do whatever it is, then yeah. you don't deserve the actual compensation that goes with it. Right. And the reason why is like, like, like we were talking about contracting, right? The contractor assumes the risk, assumes the responsibility of the work being completed, no matter who he hires, yeah. right? He could hire great people. He could hire terrible people, right? But he's still responsible for getting that work done, right? So if there's, you know, paint that's messed up, if the countertops didn't come out correctly, that person is still responsible for to get it done, right? Because they, they're like, hey, if you pay me, I can get this done for you. All right, so I am now responsible for all these tasks that need to be completed. Hey everyone, quick interruption. I just wanted to say from both Craig and I, thank you for taking the time to listen to us and our random rambling about life. If you have enjoyed this and think even one other person will enjoy this, then please share out this link, whether you found us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other platform. It costs no money and little time, but would have a great positive impact for our podcast and brand. All right, enough with the shameless plug. Let's get back to the podcast. Other thing I kind of wanted to touch on is, is knowing your worth, right? But what does that really mean? Now, in my opinion, it's kind of it's kind of hard to define in the beginning, right? Like 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 how can you really determine your worth, right? Is it yeah. you know based off the degrees you have or um, certifications, right? And, and I'm purely speaking from like an IT or from an IT professional perspective, because you know, that's what we are. Right. And that's kind of just like what I went through. So, uh, one of the things that I did was, you know, first I just got a job doing anything right in cyber or IT. So that job as an analyst, uh, you know, got paid a certain amount, right. Whatever that amount was. Um, and then I determined, you know, within a certain amount of time, how well can I do this job? Right. And then for that specific job, I was able to knock that one out within like a few months. Right. And then granted, it wasn't like a complicated job. It was a fairly simple job. And I, and I did start getting bored of it. Right. But, but it doesn't mean I, I stopped doing what I needed to, or I stopped, uh, giving it my all. Right. I, I still put in as much of the work as possible. I still had the work ethic to uh, complete what I needed just and not stop that just because I was getting bored of the position or bored of the job. However, I did also start looking into other positions. Right. And I wanted to say stay with the same company if I could. And luckily in our shop that we had, I had another spot that I could go to. Right. And, you know, the opportunity came up where someone left and they needed someone to backfill. And I was like, okay, cool. I can. I can do that. But at first they weren't willing to, to give me a raise. And I was like, that's interesting. Uh, but, you know, I was cordial with it. I was respectful, but I just asked my boss, I was like, Hey, I'd like to entertain the, the chance of a raise if I'm moving to this other position, right? Granted, I know I wanted to move, but it wasn't really up to me at that point because they needed someone to fill that position. Yeah. So, and luckily enough, you know, I was able to get a raise out of that. Um, and then, you know, that position, actually that position, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't an analyst job. It was more of like your infrastructure, like backend type stuff. Um, yeah. and then, but even that job, you know, that one kind of got a little boring after a certain amount of time because there was only so much, uh, stuff I could do. And I was very loaded on, on what I could like configure for the system. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of took it, you know, further and further. So each position, right. I kind of just gauged it. Right. And then knowing your worth. And I really decided that knowing my worth really wasn't tied to my degrees and it wasn't tied to my certifications. It was more tied to my work ethic and my experience, right? And and what value you you can bring to the table. And I'm not saying that, you know, measure your your own self-worth or self uh, value uh, on what you provide to people, but, you know, use it on as a gauge to what you should be deserving in, in compensation. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, no. So that knowing your worth it. Yeah. We could probably have a whole nother podcast on know your worth. Right. No doubt. But yeah, but that, that, that is a true thing about like trying to 
like understand what value you're bringing to the the position. I right? guess especially if you're it's a the position actually leads to something bigger, right? And and that's something I've been learning too, right? Understanding to stop working with my blinders on because that that that's what I do. I, yeah, I that's part of my work ethic. I I'll just get in and grind, right? Put the blinders off, get to work. But in reality, like having that, um, what do you call it? That that satellite view of what's actually going on. Like, mm. what value are you really bringing to this project? Because mm. if if they're making, you know, you know, uh, what's that? Tens of millions of dollars off your position or whatever you're doing, right? Like, understanding mm. what are you, what value are you bringing to the whole picture? And that way, you can understand your 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 worth, right? Because, like you said, you. If you can add in like what your your degrees, if you you know you because it can't base it just off degrees, can't base it just off certifications, man. Especially in our field where we actually bring along more than just the certifications, and we bring along more than the experience and the uh, degree, right? So like we we have to look at what true value are we bringing to them uh, to our company, right? And then that's that's a, another way to analyze. All right, and now it's 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 hard to do that, say for a new position, right? Because you you don't know you you don't know what this position is actually going to do, uh, or what or what are you doing directly to bring the company money, right? But what but but say a person if you know after you get into the position and you learn, hey, this is what this does, and then yeah, that and as you did, right? You asked for a raise. That's when it's time to ask for that raise because you're like, no, I'm worth more. You're getting way more out of me. Now you don't want to base it off of money completely, right? We don't want to just, you know, gear this towards money, even though we're talking about making money, right? Yeah. But, but you, you know, you're in the process. You're gaining experience, right? You're gaining experience to do other positions. You, mm. yeah. If you can fit in other ways to bring value to you, that that's a great thing too. Mm. Yeah. But knowing your your value or knowing your worth, right, is, is uh, a a good way so you don't get used and abused you know because what i've learned and this happens in the military also if you look like a hard worker and people notice that you're dependable and a hard worker you're going to get used by accident right because mm -hmm. they're going to call on you. you're going to be the go-to guy you know or the go-to girl right and it just they basically just gonna uh, keep saying hey you hey can, can you help with me that hey hey can you help me with this and is it going to keep going and going and going and in reality like you've actually brought more value to whatever to even the people around you right mm -hmm. so knowing what your your true worth is is a is a is a you know a big thing and that's why i say it could be a whole podcast on that just mm -hmm. that title itself right <laughs> yeah because yeah and, and you know kind of going back into uh knowing your worth the thing is part of knowing your worth is really knowing where you fit right or or knowing the position that you fit in right so you don't have to take on all the responsibilities of everyone Right. So going back to the, like my analogy of, of basketball, right? Could a point guard also be a post? Maybe if they were big enough, but that's not their position, right? Their point guard, the point guard is to get the ball to, to the damn, uh, to either the post or get it to the shooting guard, right? That That's their position. They have a specific function, right? Knowing your worth isn't just, I'm not saying it limits you, but it helps you fully understand that what you're doing is part of something greater and it's it really helps you kind of understand what you should be doing right because you, you shouldn't be doing everything right you never should be doing everything and then there are going to be times where like say if it's your own business right you're going to have to do a lot of things in the beginning right you're going to have to put in a lot of the groundwork but as it grows as you grow you're going to have to realize that you can only do so much you only have so much time, like in 24 hours, you only have that amount of time, right? So getting other people to, to fill those other gaps or to, to provide different amounts of value, right? Like I could do my own accounting. I don't, right? I'm, and I'm, and it's because I'm not, I don't want to be responsible for that, right? I could do like all the things that a lot of the contractors could do. I could probably do. I'm not going to do that. Right, because they're also taking the responsibility and and the accountability of that work getting done. So you know, I think you know, knowing your worth, like like Craig said, is not just you know directly correlated to the amount of money you want to make, but it, it's knowing your your worth as a you know as a person, 
right? And, and more like psychological, emotional, social, whatever, logical, all the logicals. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, having that, that peace of mind that yes, you, you, you're working towards something, you have value, you are of value to people, uh, just in general. Yeah. And before we start to, to close this out, I kind of just want to, you know, put in the points of, you know, when you're, when it comes to making money, you know, it, it requires courage, right? Uh, cause like that, that side hustle, uh, that business you want to start, all those things require you to put yourself out there. All right. Even, even to, uh, again, ask a boss for a raise, right? Hmm. That, that, it requires courage. So it, it's that, that thing of like wanting to accept the risk of, Hey, it's a possible no, or Hey, it's a possible fail, uh, gives you all the more courage to try it again. You know, never, never shut yourself down from the first no, you know, or the first fail. Mm. And, uh, the, the thing, other things I wanted to, to get in, uh, you know, don't put too much pressure on making money because sometimes that can get in the way of you trying to figure out what you need to do to make money. Mm. Right. Cause if you, if you take, you know, a, a second just to like relax and think about it and, you know, not let, you know, if you're having bills or other things that's getting in the way of, you know, why you need the money and you actually just take the time, just like come up with something creative that actually will help you make more money. All right. I, I think even think I was maybe listening to uh, one of Robert Kiyosaki's books where he was talking about like his, his goals, right? He didn't focus too hard on his goals and he still hit his goals. Like, mm. You know, and it's kind of the same way. Don't focus too much on the money, but, you know, just so you don't just, you know, kill your thoughts of how you need to create money. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and, you know, we keep saying making money, right. But in reality, we're earning money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, a, that's a big thing too. Right. Because we don't make it out of thin air where we're earning this money, but the, your idea, your, your, uh, the, the thoughts you have, the sweat, the, you know, the, the chances you take all that's earned. Right. So you're, you're earning this money and, and just putting that perspective, right. Because there's no way to make money out of thin air without calling it counterfeit money. Right. And so, <laughs> so yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, those, those are a few things I wanted to put in there before we start to, to close out. And, uh, the, um, the one thing too, about, you know, making money, right. Or earning money, you, you got to realize that it's going to be more effort into, you know, into the idea and to putting it in play. Right. So you gotta, you, there's going to be work involved. None of this is going to be like overnight. Right. Mm. Like those skills you build aren't overnight. All right. You, mm. Cause you, you can't become perfect at those skills overnight. That'd be nice if we could download just like we do in the matrix. Right. You do you're like, you, you could download a new skill and you can, you can work, you know, but that would be perfect. Uh, but in reality, no, it, it requires work. It requires work to come up with the idea, requires work to put that action into play. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, just hit on a few of those things, just, you know, on uh, making money. Yeah, no, and that was great. And then kind of going back to what we were saying about the Robert Kiyosaki book, I, I think one of the things is uh, enjoy the process. Yeah. Right, right. Really enjoy the process. Stop always focusing on the end goal. Yes, have the, the end in mind, but realize that there is a process to get there, right? Like I can't just get from point A to point B without traveling somehow, walking, yeah. running, bike, car, whatever it is, right? But that process, it has to happen, so enjoy it, Yeah. right? Learn learn to really enjoy the process and, and learn from the process. If you realize that you wanna get to point A faster or point B faster, I should say, then find a faster means to get there. If you notice that walking or running is slow, then get a bike. If you realize even that's slower, then get a car, right? There are better ways to, to do the process, but start from somewhere. I'm talking about leaving on some good knowledge, huh? <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get down to our frugal and cheap. Oh, you didn't say it, man. It was lasted too long. That's the time. Yeah. All right. So this one here is uh, asking for discounts even when the place doesn't have one. Yeah. Yes. I've never done that. I mean, Dude, I'm not I mean, doing either. But I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I have 
uh, you've been been forced to ask for a military discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife, my wife was like, just see, just see, like, yeah. <laughs> like, man, and sometimes yeah, they do, and and uh, you know, not to say it, it, it's frugal or cheap, but it, it can be along the frugal side, right? Depends on if you have a goal and you're trying to stick to this budget, mm-hmm. but it could be cheap if you're just you're terrible with money and all you try to do is get a discount. Yeah, <laughs> always try to get a discount. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, like like yeah, I've. I never asked for a discount, man. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask for a discount. It's yeah, just, yeah, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't come up to my mind. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's the price, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll just pay that. And then, like, now if they ask, you know, oh, military or, or first responder, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that you guys have that. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, yeah, no, I've never. But you know, working in different industry like retail and stuff, it's so many people. So many people want a discount, man, yeah. for whatever reason. Right, but it's so funny, like they you know, they ask for a discount for something that you're giving to them, but when they try to give something to you, they ain't trying to give you a discount. <laughs> they know a full price for that. Yeah. So yeah, and you know the only reason, uh, same way, right? I just forget that I can I can get a discount at certain places, right? And uh, it, it's not that I'm um too good for it. I right. definitely, I, I oh, I love saving money. Hey, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, I, it just it doesn't cross my mind to always do that, and um, and I've been places where they they don't do military discounts, and that's what you get used to, right? You get used to like, oh well, I, I'm not gonna ask for it, but and then in reality, like, uh, yeah, and I've done it too at a retail store, right? Mm-hmm. I see these shoes, and I'm like, I need to see, I need to see. Yeah. they got it. Discounts on these shoes. Yeah, because hey, I I get I get those prices down, especially you got kids, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so. You gotta buy shoes for because if you got buy if you buy shoes for one, you gotta buy shoes for the other, and and that's just usually how I go. Even even though the other one doesn't need shoes, like oh they got shoes, I want shoes, and you're like all right, that's, that's, that's when you have a favorite. Yeah, yeah, you just you just keep giving that one shoes. And- yeah, well no, you, you you can't you can't have a favorite or you can't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, they can feel it. They can feel it. Yeah, so no, nah, um, but yeah. I, I think that, yeah, it can be frugal in some instances and like it can also be cheap, you know, this yeah. depends on, if you're terrible with money and you're just asking for a discount, just to ask for a discount and you probably get, yeah. you probably, if you're, if you're asking for a discount from a discount store, then you need to get out of there. And then, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, get it marked down, half price. <laughs> <laughs> if, if once was it right now, it's what this Yeah. Frugal cheese, both. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, guys. You gotta let us know what you think about that one. Um, because like I said, not everybody gets a military discount, but there is there are other discounts because like uh, uh, some stores still give you that the ten percent discount if you ask for it. So some people got uh, you know first responders and discounts. Some people got the senior citizens ARP discounts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they got all kinds of discounts. Yeah, because like I've went to a store before and basically asked if they had a military discount. I was like, no, we don't do that. But I do have a 10% coupon for you. So I don't know. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so you just have to ask sometimes. All right. You know, so. All right. Well, this is Craig and Jay signing off the Troubleshoot Life podcast. We'll see you next week. Please like and subscribe. See you next week. <laughs>